Dear listeners, in the last episode, we got an idea of the hard work that Swamiji undertook to teach Vedanta in the West. In this episode, Swamiji begins the work of training American disciples to carry out the work of Vedanta in America. At the Thousand Island Park The St. Lawrence River forms part of the boundary of New York State, and in one place, there are so many islands that they are called the Thousand Islands. Early in June 1895, Swamiji went to the Thousand Island Park and stayed there for seven weeks. Twelve students also went at different times and stayed with him. It is a beautiful place even today. They could look out over the river and see many islands. It was quiet then, with nothing to hear but the wind and the songs of the birds. But the best thing for the disciples was to listen to Swamiji. Swamiji was at his best here. Every evening, he would teach the students about Vedanta and the Hindu religion. Once, he spoke to them until very late in the night. The full moon rose and set, but no one of them knew that because so much time had passed and they were all listening to Swamiji. But it was not always religion that they had. There was much laughter and joy also. Swamiji would make jokes and make them laugh and laugh. Sometimes they would go on out for a picnic. Occasionally, Swamiji would also cook for them. This would alarm the devotees, for it would mean much dishes to wash for them afterwards. He would also use lots of spices, making the food rich and hot. The devotees liked his cooking, except for the spices because it burned their tongues. But they ate the food just the same. Had it not been cooked by Swamiji? Swamiji was full of spiritual power and he had great influence on the devotees. They all became his disciples. Two of them served him faithfully as long as they lived. One was Sister Christine, who later worked in India. The other was J.J. Goodwin, who took down many of Swamiji's lectures and also followed him to India, where he died at a young age. Another of Swamiji's disciples, Miss Waldo, wrote down many of the things he spoke at the Thousand Island Park. These have been published in a book called Inspired Talks. He also wrote the poem Song of the Sannyasin at this time. After he left the Thousand Island Park, Swamiji went to England for two months. Then he returned to New York as he was badly needed to carry on the work there. As before, he gave lectures and talked to people who came to him for spiritual help. Three books were published from his lectures Jnana Yoga. Raja Yoga, and Karma Yoga. These books immediately became popular. 
Swamiji's fame as a religious leader spread far and wide, and many important people became his friends and disciples. He had the dream of combining the best qualities of India and America, of the East and the West. Religious teachers would go to the West and teach spirituality. The Western devotees would come to India and teach science, industry, organization, and cooperation. Swamiji was very tired when his work in America ended. He had not spared himself. Whenever he did anything, he would think of nothing else. Swamiji was very strong, but he worked so hard that even his strong body became weakened. End of story. Here is an assessment of Swamiji's contribution to the West in the eyes of an American devotee and author, Mary Louise Burke. She also went by the name Sister Gargi. She says, If we were to accept the Hindu belief that every word of an illumined soul bears everlasting beneficial fruit in the life of the hearer, then we cannot even begin to estimate the spiritual effect of Swamiji's tour upon the life of America. How many hundreds and thousands received his blessings as he went from city to city in the Midwest, to the South, and to the East, we can never know. Possibly, even many of those who received these blessings were themselves unconscious of the fact, for blessings often work in secret, though inexorable ways. Thus, although the apparent purpose of Swamiji's tour was to collect funds for India, to spread a true knowledge of her culture and religion, to combat the slander disseminated against her, and to teach religious tolerance, his deeper purpose was to fulfill the divine function of a prophet among the people of the Western world. Mingling with as many as possible and blessing all was what Swamiji did. She continues to say, We in America believe that it was this last thing that he did which formed the true substance and inner power of his mission to the West. And we believe that America has been divinely favored. Thank you for listening.